And good morning. This is Stephen Kira. As usual, uh, here in the studio with me is Jay Westervelt. You're listening to Free Speech Show. And uh, Jay is a prominent feature of the show, my uh, sidekick and uh, my close friends. We also have a special guest today. Uh, we have with us uh, Franz Brendel. Good morning, Franz. Good morning. And Franz is, uh, is a local restaurateur. We've uh, been featuring local businesses for quite some time now. And uh, Franz is uh, the responsible, I guess, and can take credit for the last two additions to uh, Goshen uh, restaurant scene. The places uh, like pharmacy? Sure, pharmacy, kitchen and bar, and Craft 47. Craft yeah. 47. I was lucky enough to be in a pharmacy, and I have to tell you that that is a place in its own sort of like <laughs> level. Uh, The pharmacy, uh, you, you still kept uh, the scene of the pharmacy. It's called pharmacy because... Because, yeah, it's been a pharmacy, I, I think, you know, 80 maybe years. I don't know exactly the uh, the time frame when it became a pharmacy. Uh, but, yeah, it's been... The building uh, itself pharmacy is old. Forever. Yes. Yeah, 1861 it was 1861, built in. 1861, just so listeners understand how long it's been, just to put things in perspective. 1861, that's a year that... Uh, Abraham Lincoln was sworn as uh, 16th president of the United States. Uh, and if that wasn't uh, long enough uh, for you or old enough, that's also James Butler, also known as Wild Bill Hickok. He uh, signed with the Pony Express, and that's almost like wow. a legendary figure. Wow. And uh, I believe the uh, Pony Express was short-lived uh, only because uh, the invention of uh, Telegraph. And the very same uh, year, uh, Bill, uh, Wild Bill Hickok, he signed with the Army because Pony Express ceased to, to exist. So that's old enough. Those, uh, like I said, if those uh, walls can only talk, I understand there's a lot of history uh, related to the neighborhood the building is, is a bank, and we just were discussing, you said that. Right, yeah, yeah. So uh, the story is that uh, the, the bank got robbed, and how they robbed the bank was that they broke into the pharmacy, because I guess there was no alarm or whatever, uh, you know, climbed up onto, well, got up onto the roof somehow, cut a hole, into the uh, the roof of the pharmacy and then jumped over to the bank and cut a hole in the bank and then robbed wow. the bank that wow. way. So that's, that, that, that's a fascinating story. That's a reason uh, to visit the restaurant in itself. <laughs> and uh, But I have to tell you, I uh, would like to give you credit for uh, creativity because uh, you really uh, build up on uh, on the pharmacy concept, on, uh, on, the, on the history of the building, and it's great to see Like, I'll give our listeners just a little teaser what to expect when you come in into pharmacy. You would see the wait staff and the bartenders and everybody's wearing, uh, you know, uh, the nurse uh, attire. The, yeah, scrubs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't take total credit for that or not even half the credit. My partner, Karen uh, Scordo, she's, she was the creative with the ideas of the uh, But it's But it's, it's details. And this is what separates, uh, you know, like when somebody, I, I, you probably, I'm, I take you as a perfectionist. Obviously, you know, like this is people that actually have to get every little detail right. And uh, the bill will arrive in a pharmacy bottle, in a pill. Uh, so, and this yeah, what's, great, what's great about that, uh, actually, those, those uh, bottles were left to us by the, the pharmacy owners, which they left lots of. Uh, we, so if you're there, you can look around and you can see tucked away up on top. And we have it all these uh, old fashioned bottles and scales. And they left us so many items that we, did, we have on display. You didn't so have you to do closely. much with the decor. Uh, well, we well, I mean, we changed everything around, but we actually recycled what what they had left us there. So it was, um, you know, we took everything and kind of made it into to 
you know, to look like it still is kind of a pharmacy, even though it's a restaurant. <laughs> no, and it's a very uh, special uh, to that extent. And uh, like I said, when Bill arrives, it b- arrives in a pharmacy in a, a pill bottle along with a pill. And the pill, just like a Chinese cookie, it, uh, inside you, if you break it up, it's going to have a good fortune. Yes, it has a little, <laughs> little fortune uh, thing. No, it, it's amazing. I think uh, the menu is very versatile. Uh, I understand uh, are you a German uh, origin? Uh, well, my, I was born here, but yeah, my heritage is German, yeah. Because yeah. I see a lot of, I see Hungarian goulash on the menu, yes, I see yeah. Korean uh, dishes, I see, uh, it, it's pretty much to everybody. Yeah, right? we have an eclectic menu. I mean, I've been, you know, I, I base a lot on where I go, travel and so forth, so I like to just bring a little international flair into well, my Oh, you're in a good food. company. Uh, we're sitting right here with Jay Westerveld. Nobody traveled the, more than Jay did. And probably tried more different varieties, right, Jay? Yeah, I don't, too much, maybe. There's three guys who certainly food is. I, I love food. I think it's one of the greatest pleasures uh, of our life. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, you, you don't want to just stuff your stomach or your face. You, you really kind of want to enjoy every bite of it. So uh, the uh, I'm also very proud that sponsor of today's program, Sam's Meat Warehouse, is uh, your supplier. And, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, we get all our meats from, from Sam's Meat Warehouse, which is like top quality. You can't get any better, and uh, we're really proud. That thank we you, thank you. And uh, like I said, uh, we also very selective in our relationship, but also it's a sort of like natural selection, almost like Darwin uh, style, <laughs> where, where only good upscale restaurants can afford to carry the best. So we, I know that uh, in pharmacy, there's no corners ever cut. There's all is best of the best you're looking for the best quality you bring in the new uh, products like i said menu is tremendous and also the uh, drink list yeah, uh, yeah drink is also <laughs> very very cute very creative with the drinks yeah i mean we so we're doing everything you know from from scratch we have all our own uh, you know we juice everything fresh so it's all fresh juices we're also making our own uh, tinctures and bitters which is mm-hmm. So we're taking different ingredients and and letting it steep in 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 alcohol, which creates a different flavor. So you can we use droppers of different uh, different tinctures to to uh, create our drinks. Now the names of the drinks, and I remember it's also sort of like pharmacy related. And yes. I tried to look them up, and it's different from uh, the last time I've been uh, to the restaurant. So uh, the, uh, what that, that tells me that you rotate, you you reinvent. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we change our, our menus all the time. Not all the time, but you know, a couple times a year. So uh, actually, we just are releasing right now our new spring summer cocktail list. So. Uh, the list just just changed actually again. But uh, I remember the names of the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're using a lot of like the transfusion is a drink that we're doing, which is uh, <laughs> which is an interesting drink we're taking. It's like it's uh, a uh, grape uh, juice ice cube, and then it's a it's kind of a, like a martini thing, but it. it changes as you're drinking the drink it changes with the with the ice melting yeah so remember everything is transfusion cure yeah uh, hangover yes. something yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. I, I can't remember all the names but i remember it's been very very creatively done and uh, do you remember any uh, those are the name of those cocktails because that's alone yeah, <laughs> yeah the names i mean there's a you know uh, let's see what we have we have an elixir we have a beauty elixir we have uh, a uh, uh, what's the name? I'm trying. I can't think of the names right now because I'm just. Uh, but, <laughs> but we have yes, yeah, so many names. Well, we don't want to tell all the secrets out. I uh, I think with uh, that rich in history, the, your effort to preserve it and uh, to make build a restaurant around it, I think it's a good enough excuse for everybody who's listening. I know we're broadcasting uh, 
uh, to New Jersey and uh, to New York City. So if those folks who haven't been to Orange uh, County yet, who haven't uh, experienced what we have to offer, please come in, Goshen. Uh, what is the restaurant located? Uh, it's at 62 West Main Street in Goshen. Goshen, New York, yep. which is also uh, plenty of other things to do. It has one of the oldest trotter uh, hippodromes still active in the uh, United States. And uh, uh, Jay, you would know uh, a lot about... Uh, uh, now we're talking about history. Jay is uh, certainly an expert in the field. Uh, his Monday show is... Uh, he picked up uh, essentially the hour of a local uh, historian uh, used to carry... Uh, That's right, yeah. And uh, Jay's uh, president of Sugarloaf Historical Society. Uh, the sugar loaf. Uh, we were talking about hippodrome. Or we're talking about uh, Hamiltonian. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, good. Good point. Yeah, there's a, a correlation there. Um, the Hamiltonian trotter. The uh, yes. yeah, and Hamiltonian was a progenitor of uh, all American trotters. Was actually fold in sugar loaf technically, yeah. and um, you know the original farm. Uh, where Hamiltonian was, you know, interestingly, Hamiltonian never actually raced. He was the progenitor of the others and was really Didn't just he really? I thought wow. the only reason wow. to, to get uh, to the status when you can sire champions, you become a champion yourself first. Not, I'm not sure about uh, Hamiltonian in that case, or at least he didn't, he didn't uh, you know, that, that's something that maybe we should look up or have listeners Absolutely. call in about. That would be a good question. Um, but he, he wasn't uh, a, a very, um, you know, renowned racer at that. His sire was. For sure, and then after him, uh, many were. But yeah, it was a, a very interesting situation. So there's that correlation with Goshen and uh, Sugarloaf, and of course Chester, and then of course uh, Claudius Smith was a famous. They always say he's the first American cowboy, but cowboy had a different, um, not just connotation, but definition uh, back in colonial times and immediate post-colonial times. He was a, a horse thief. And he actually stole horses in and around Sugarloaf and Warwick primarily. Wow. And he, he was uh, hanged in Goshen. And his head was, his skull was actually rumored to have been uh, built into the Orange Inn. Okay. That that is, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, he was a wanted man. He escaped. Yes. He was captured again, then uh, got a bounty. So it's, uh, it's a full of history. And uh, you certainly, anybody who's uh, coming to Orange County, uh, you know, you have plenty of things to do to entertain yourself and uh, visit local uh, restaurants uh, like uh, Pharmacy and Craft 47. I know that uh, you, uh, was Nina your first restaurant? Yes, Nina was my first restaurant, yeah. Because that was like 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And I remember yeah. before I even, uh, we get to know each other and before uh, the pharmacy came on the scene, I remember uh, Nina was one of my favorite restaurants. Thank you. It, it was uh, very different from uh, what that was on the scene then. Then, yeah. And I think it spurred the whole movement. There's a restaurant start popping up uh, alongside that uh, street. And- Yep, 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 yeah. We grew, we grew the neighborhood a little bit, I think. Absolutely, and I think it's responsible uh, to to a degree to what it is uh, today. Thank you. So, um, no, uh, I remember the the uh, you had a very interesting, always very creative menu, and uh, one of the things I remember Nina by is ostrich, always been on yep, the menu, yep. one of sort of. Yeah, which we'll have to uh, to talk we'll to you. To you have to bring that bring that back for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you uh, so to speak, you're in the right hands in terms of like Sam's meat uh, carries the a lot of a large variety of uh, game. Anything uh, I guess you can think of. We we are the last resorts for many people who are looking for very specific uh, items that normally. Uh, you don't use as a food staple every day. Anything from hoofs to tails and uh, heads and, I guh- guess, brains to uh, bullfries. 
And what about ostrich? I think you you can get ostrich. Absolutely, you, you have in absolutely. The past. See, we uh, it, like we try to keep a small stock on everything, so we have everything. But uh, it always helps to have uh, like a source that you bring in for somebody, so it doesn't really linger on a shelf too long. So, like uh, one of the la- the latest edition, and I want to let the listeners know about it once again. We have uh, Sam's meat uh, is about to spoil you, silly. With the, its latest offering, and today and tomorrow, uh, the Sam Smith was able to procure some A5 grade Japanese Wagyu from Miyazaki, and I uh, we did the last week Kagoshima Olympic Wagyu winner, and today we're featuring another different type of Wagyu, which is set to uh, almost succeed and. To be better than Kobe, uh, which head to head was competed uh, against, and it's uh, it has many many different awards, very strict uh, requirements to be called Miyazaki Gu, and uh, we got everything authenticated. It's one hundred percent traceability, and if that's not enough, that we're bringing it at the lowest price available, usually about forty to sixty percent of closest competitors. Uh, we're offering free filet mignon with every pound of uh, Japanese wagyu sold. We're offering. Uh, we also have. Uh, Two different uh, varieties, Australian and uh, American Wagyu. And with every pound of those sold, we're offering the variety of, it's either Terrace Major, one of our uh, steaks that we uh, sort of made popular, same steak roll, also proprietary, or twin pack of our famous Frankburgers. And if anybody haven't heard about famous Frankburgers yet, they must have been living under pulpit rock. <laughs> <laughs> so, which speaking about which uh, i think we talked about the uh, pulpit rock uh, last program and uh, we got a very good feedback um jay i think you even holding a letter from uh, one of the listeners that actually called oh yeah the- one, one of a few letters i mean this is a, a letter from a, a ms uh, rita mcgrath and I, I do recall her calling in and um so do i uh, to contribute to uh, mitigation measures that you, you actually uh, designed and you're an author of uh, yeah uh, Verde initiative yeah and she came up with a, a great one that we'd hadn't thought of and you know this is one of uh, quite a few letters I, I remember we got a really beautiful letter about two weeks ago from tim diltz uh, as well, dear mm-hmm. friend, uh, big supporter of the show, and a uh, pretty loyal listener. Stephen, would it be okay to read this one? Absolutely. I think it's only, uh, it has a, a lot of, uh, you know, that pertains to, I guess, to yeah. the program, but uh, to the program, uh, absolutely. She says, uh, and this is Rita McGrath, she says, uh, Dear Stephen, thanks so much for the uh, great ribeye roast prize that I won a few weeks ago. Rita won uh, as one of the listeners for, for contributing. I think we always do trivia. And we're going to do, I think, uh, once you read the letter, uh, we can probably do more trivia today. That would be great. So Rita goes on to say, it was so good. I shared it with six members of my family. All enjoyed it. We will be back to make uh, purchases. Love your radio show on Saturdays and look forward to your in and the tea room, all good wishes, Rita McGrath. Now, the tea room was her idea. She called yep. in and suggested or you know, requested that we have a tea room, and she thought it would be such a great idea at an inn, uh, you know, a tea room that can be utilized by uh, non-guest visitors. And sure enough, that's something that uh, I think, Stephen, you've, um, 
worked into the plans uh, with the no, visioning team. Because, uh, you know, we uh, have uh, different kind of facilities that could be used interchangeably. And anything from meditation garden to a tea room to a nature ob- uh, observatory. So all of that is considered, all of that is on a drawing board. We are grateful to everybody who is listening and uh, voicing their opinion. This is the relationship that we're trying to foster with the community for uh, sort of to have a direct line to see, to respond to people's concerns or even take uh, their suggestions and see if they can be incorporated into the project. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, the um, when I walk around Warwick uh, anymore, I get even people I don't really know too well at all approaching me saying how much they love the idea and they wish they'd known more about it, you know, last year and uh, they would have jumped on board a lot faster. People make suggestions, but more commonly, um, far more so and with far greater enthusiasm, people really um, laud and compliment the suggestions that they've heard from us. And they're very excited about so many of the things that uh, will be implemented or are at the very least on the drawing board uh, for the the Pulpit Rock Boutique Hotel. I I wanted to jump back to Franz for a minute about uh, your restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, I've Mm -hmm. never in a very long time heard so much buzz about one place it's incredible really well that's good to hear (laughs) yeah i mean way more than i ever see uh commercials or ads i hear people talking about it you know constantly and kind of raving and i'm not trying to make an infomercial for you i'm just telling you you know what i actually hear boots on the ground thank you and i have two quick questions sure what's your most popular cocktail and what's your if you have a signature dish there at pharmacy what would you say it is well, I mean, the cocktails are kind of always changing. Sure. Like, but most recently, that transfusion drink, which I which I mentioned, <laughs> has been very popular. Last weekend, we had you know, it was we couldn't keep, we couldn't we didn't have enough ice cubes because really? it's a you know special ice cube, so we we ran out because people were just ordering and ordering and ordering, wow. and we have quite a few. Now, and how is the process? How do you uh, create those uh, recipes? Um, actually, we do it with our with our bartending staff actually we all kind of we work yeah we (laughs) (laughs) it it is it is a fun day we work together and everybody kind of brings something to the table and then we go back and forth and tweak it a little bit here and there to come up with a final recipe so that's that's how that's uh, sounds like a great process which i would yeah wouldn't mind to be part of (laughs) no for sure it's definitely it's definitely a fun process (laughs) all right uh, i think uh, that's a very interesting subject that we would like to continue that after the words from our sponsors Sam's Mead Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is Rockin' Richie, the play-by-play guy. And this is Ryan Gosker, color commentator, reminding you the only place you can listen live to Warwick Wildcats football is right here on WTBQ. Brought to you by the Computer Guy and the Edenville General Store. Hi, it's Paul Skevich, Barry Cheney, and John Vero. Orange County legislators on the Thursday morning roundtable, 9 to 10 a.m. Answering all of your questions and concerns on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. And we're back with 
Free Speech with Stephen Keeter. And uh, today we have kind of a special show. Uh, we have Franz from Pharmacy Restaurant in Goshen. And uh, this is a restaurant that, that has an incredible amount of buzz surrounding it. So I think it's kind of neat that uh, Stephen endeavored to have you come on as a, a guest today, Franz. It's really interesting to hear about it. And, you know, the restaurant industry is one that was hit hard enough uh, back in 08, especially in Goshen. Yeah. Goshen got hit harder than any other town in this county uh, by because of a lot of reasons, but especially the, uh, you know, county building changeover and, sure, and things sure. of that nature. Um, and then, of course, most recently with the uh, COVID pandemic, uh, restaurants, as we all know, have been hit really, really hard. Somehow your place seems to be doing really well and I'll say it again, and I, I won't run it into the ground, but the buzz surrounding your place is amazing. People always talk about it in these almost reverential and slobbering tones. Like, <laughs> oh man, did you get to pharmacy? Yeah, well, that's we we have great great product to start with. Uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse. I mean, that the meat, and that's that is really one of the highlights of our of the restaurant. Uh, we're getting you know great quality, obviously prime prime beef and. Um, and we have a a wood burning grill, which is also another interesting, uh, you know, and open kitchen. So we, so all the all the all the uh, meat is cooked over a, a wood fire, which really brings a different level to. to I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. that's you know, one thing outside of the city that I I really miss is really wood, we, you know, wood fire grill. You don't get it that often up here. No, you don't. I mean, you don't see it very often at all. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a totally different cooking uh, method, and it's actually it's pretty challenging to, to pull off yeah exactly know. because of all the restrictions and all the f fire restrictions and that and insurances and, 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 and uh, sure that and but the the the, the i mean ventilation. cooking over it and managing that while you're cooking you have to really you know it does take a special skill to be able to do that and it's 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 fun to do but it, it's hard but it's uh, the best actually people do it. Jose Andres in uh, his meat bazaar, that's exactly how the guy does it. And that was there in January. And that, that, that's the best, uh, once again, the best steaks plus the perfect execution uh, alongside with the transfusion drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll feel like a new man. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah. All, all along the uh, central and northern California coastline, mm -hmm. the best restaurants, you know, are, are all do, doing that. Yeah, yeah. Here in New York, it hasn't been too prevalent yet, but, you know, it's, it's coming it's, along. It's a difficult to do. And I, uh, frankly, had a little bit of uh, to do with it. It's uh, subject an, an open fire. Is is totally different a kind of animal. It's subject to uh, much stricter uh, rules, new restrictions from insurance, from the fire code, from uh, ventilation is yeah, uh, yeah. getting into place. You have to have a great uh, fans and exhaust. <clears throat> so it is very challenging. It's a big investment of money. Yet I found the uh, restaurant to be uh, very reasonable, and it doesn't really matter. What I think matters is uh, whether you come in in you come in for uh, an experience they usually for me uh, two things do uh, when you know when you go into the restaurant it's either you go return there for food or for the vibe and i uh, i have to say that pharmacy has both it has that uh, very yeah. uh, young Manhattan, almost like vibe. You have a little, see a lot of young professionals coming in, pulling in the fancy cars, Maseratis and whatever <laughs> else. And the food is uh, phenomenal. And also, when I went, I went with the kid, uh, kids. You yeah. know, I have uh, two of my uh, little ones with me, and they had a blast. 
I don't know if that's uh, you do it regularly. If that was one kind of thing, but oh well, yeah, yeah. We have a we have a, a one of our waiters is a magician. Uh-huh. So when uh, when he's on staff, yeah, he's he he loves to you know give a little trick the, or two. And, uh, it, yeah. it, it was like dinner and a show, and one of the best dinners in uh, and, and the show. The kids were ecstatic. Absolutely, it's uh, all those uh, coins disappearing and uh, yeah. <laughs> ma- magic. It, it's. And like I said, it's mostly uh, I've uh, I see that it's not a place for kids, but it's very kid friendly. But it's mostly it's a crowd. It's it's uh, millennials. It's like I said, it's uh, fast cars. Uh, yeah, yeah fast we, def- we definitely close. draw a little bit of a younger crowd, yeah. which is it's interesting. I think because of the p- pandemic, a lot of these the younger um, you know millennials or whatnot that normally might be more in the city are now uh, local. So it's interesting. Yeah. Now, Franz, what's what's the latest with the CDC uh, requirements and the statement dated to distancing? And uh, are we back to 100% capacity? No, we're, we're at uh, 75% capacity uh, with six feet distancing. So it's really not 75%. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, mo- I don't know any restaurant that would have uh, you know six feet spacing. You, you guys uh, but, do it best. It's always but, like you feel very safe. And like I said, you. I work with the, with the kids, and they had absolutely. So is yeah. that guy usually there on a particular uh, schedule? He's there usually on the weekends and a couple of days during the week. Yes, yeah, we were so lucky enough to sit in a, in an area that he was a host. Robert Harris, uh, yeah. he's a, he, So he also does magic shows on the side. So if anybody's looking for a magician, he, you know, you can look him up. He's uh, good. Highly recommended. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, the kids were absolutely happy. So, uh, very good. Now, uh, you, uh, we, we discussed that, we touched that briefly. You, you uh, first opened Nina in the Middletown. That has been over two decades ago. Yeah. And like I said, that changed the, the neighborhood. And now you're doing pretty much the same with Goshen. Yeah. And now you're having two restaurants. They on the same block. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're basically across the street, which makes my life uh, great. Uh, my house <laughs> is up, up the street, so I can walk back and forth. And I don't really have to go anywhere except, uh, you know, out to pick up some meat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're close, uh, also close enough. Yeah. So yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, we, uh, Jay and me, we are working. We part of that uh, team that's working on a pulpit rock in uh, project. Uh, by design, we're not uh, planning to have a restaurant in it, even though I think the bar is an absolute must. And uh, we obviously have uh, somebody uh, who's a specialist in uh, mixing uh, cocktails and. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've had, we have a pretty good uh, track record with uh, with cocktails. We had, we had in, in uh, Nina, we had uh, for three or four years at the end uh, before before we moved on, uh, we created a special uh, room called the Bull Room, which was a speakeasy kind of cocktail mixology uh, bar, which which was a, it's a pretty cool space. Um, and we had a lot of fun with that. And this is what we've carried on kind of with the pharmacy. We brought that whole program over where we're making all our own bitters, tinctures, juices, all that kind of stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a fun So it's definitely, uh, the, as a, from the business standpoint, from the community, that's a, that's a great addition uh, to, the, to Goshen, to community. Did you ever put your eyes on uh, Warwick, maybe considered uh, coming to Warwick? I mean, I haven't really looked into Warwick. I've, I've you know, kind of, you know, stuck around where I am but you know you never know <laughs> because we do have a, uh, like some really really nice restaurants but uh, more often than not it's usually the very same kind of boring uh, Cisco truck front in the front uh, menu you know and uh, once I see it I, I can recite it by heart I know there's nothing there for me to to be excited or you know impressed about 
And uh, this is what impresses me about your operation, that you do from the scratch uh, to the slightest detail. And uh, I think uh, something like that I certainly would love uh, to see uh, close by, even though Goshen is right here. Yeah, it's it, Goshen is pretty close, but um, I mean, you know, Warwick maybe, I don't know, someday. But uh, yeah, we do like to do everything from scratch. I mean, we make all our stocks and, uh, you know, all our sauces from scratch. Nothing is, you know, pre-made or whatever. We're, we're taking, you know. Yeah, like, there's no Cisco uh, no. truck going no, <laughs> to no, be no. ever parked in front of no. Pharmacy or Craft 47. No. I, I was, yeah, I was actually shocked, Stephen, when you explained to me how that works. When, you know, wherever you see the Cisco truck go to whichever restaurant, you can essentially tell me what the specials are going Absolutely. to be at that it's, place it's because it's already kind of pre-portioned, pre-cooked, uh, frozen. They, they actually teach you, uh, they take you through the school. They really do. We've never been in, in uh, like, it's been a while since I was in the restaurant business, uh, you know, but uh, as a Spring Street Market, when we first opened, obviously you try to get connections. We were the first market to offer organic, to offer uh, local grown and, uh, you know, it's Cisco uh, worked its way it, because you, you still need uh, paper towels, you need still napkins, you need sanitizers, right. you need right. uh, gloves, you need, uh, there's a lot of things. So uh, they try to suck you in, so they become a sole supplier and they sell you everything from the frozen ground beef uh, that uh, you don't even know where it comes from. You know, this is why, and a lot of restaurants actually do that. In fact, yeah. uh, I know for a fact, because we supply in uh, pharmacy and craft with the fresh ground on premises, local uh, beef that we do in small batches you know we formulate the according to it's so it's so delicious i mean burgers absolutely. everybody loves our burgers it's do you do the burgers also over the wood fire yes yeah at, oh at the pharmacy we do yeah, yeah. I, I, i'm gonna be a, that sounds amazing <laughs> hey quick question i uh-huh. steven i don't mean to cut you off but I, I wanted to ask this before um using the wood grill you don't have knobs to control gas or anything. How, nope. Do they just raise or lower? So, yeah, so we yeah we raise and lower. It's a, it's an Argentine style Perea grill, which so you 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 raise and lower the grill depending on how hot the fire is, you know. So and basically That's we cool. we burn the fire in the back. The coals kind of fall down and we bring them forward to cook over. So it's it's a it's a it's definitely a process and it's a it's, yeah, it's not a know. crank uh, the knob. Yeah, no, no. Right. This is not a Cisco cu- uh, shortcut. Right, right, no. <laughs> are we going to be sued by Cisco? <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> Who are you guys? <laughs> no, but they they when they take you they do in like an open door day and it says uh, welcome uh, let's say uh, Acme uh, you know uh, grill in the kitchen and sure. whatever else they tell you they they make a menu for you they give you. Uh, let's say parboiled or, or frozen dessert and they'll teach you they'll teach you the staff and they say well you have to tell the customers when the customer comes in to order uh, the dessert before the order is placed there's two reasons uh, after people uh, uh, fill uh, they don't think about buying or uh, you know having dessert so much but the reason they teach you how to go around it well you said that it takes long to prepare so please uh, put your order because it takes 40 minutes because it's one handcrafted, which in fact, it's like 30 minutes in a microwave. Just <laughs> <laughs> or seconds, probably. Yeah. Oh, 30 seconds, I'm 30 sorry. Seconds, it is 30 yeah, seconds yeah, in yeah. a microwave. 30 minutes is just, yeah. It's, it's all microwavable. So when I see the operation like uh, Francis having at pharmacy, uh, when I know that it's based on the same experience uh, as Nina, which was a great addition to a uh, restaurant scene in Milltown, I, I know that this is uh, you, the place that you're going to go. You're going to be um, surprised, impressed, uh, you know, and then you're going to be coming back. And with every little detail, like from uh, from the 
decor to re- reinventing building up on the history that was there, a historical building, you know, it, it, it's great because it's very rarely that you see the food and, and the vibe all, all come together. Thank so you. congratulations, Thank and I much. think it's, it's very impressive. Uh, once again, we're going to hear from our sponsors, and we're going to come back to it. Sam's Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is John Tesh. Tune in for great music and intelligence for your life on weekdays at 1 p.m. as we assemble the tips, the facts, and the news you need to be happier, healthier, more lovable, and more fun to be around. Radio worth listening to. We put the intelligence out there. You decide what to do with it. Hi, this is David Dirks, the host of the Dirks Outdoor Show. Call in as we discuss everything for the outdoor sportsman every Saturday at 7 a.m. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ Today will be the better day of the weekend as a storm heads into the Great Lakes, bringing cloudy, wet weather on Sunday. This afternoon, sun and some clouds, 60 to 65. Tonight, becoming cloudy, 40 to 45. Sunday, cloudy with periods of rain, 55 to 60. The rain ends early Sunday night, partly sunny, windy, and cool Monday. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist John Leo. WTBQ. And we're back with Free Speech Show. Uh, as usual, we, uh, me and uh, Jay here in the studio, we have a special uh, guest today with us, today, Franz Brendel. And Franz is the owner, and uh, here he represents the two restaurants, the, in, uh, the latest additions on the uh, uh, Goshen restaurant scene, Craft uh, 47 and Pharmacy. Yep. Now, I, one more thing I was impressed uh, completely how modern uh, Pharmacy was. Uh, the menu is, uh, it was in the pick of, uh, I guess, pandemic when i uh, stopped by it was v- yeah well yeah we were, we were gonna open actually uh end of march last year and uh we didn't get going until uh <laughs> july but you know yeah. yeah but you you implemented immediately this not uh, no touch uh, policies there was a menu that you can uh, yeah scan. yeah we have the scannable yeah menu yeah you yeah. already have servers wearing scrubs <laughs> so i think they're halfway there yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> No, and uh, this is why, uh, so uh, everybody, uh, people who are interested in the place uh, can uh, review the menu, you're online? We're online, yeah, all our menus are online, yeah, you can see. And uh, what's in the web web address? uh? Uh, It's uh, www.pharmacykitchenandbar.com. I see, okay, so uh, if anybody's interested, check it out, please do, it's certainly worth looking over, it's very, very... It's almost like flight and uh, th- around the world. It's almost like travel because you can, it. yeah, you can see a lot of European dishes. Stephen, yeah. did you mention in the intro something about Korean dishes? Yeah, yeah, how we do a Korean rice bowl. Really? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's currently you have that? Sure, yeah. Dude, Ux- I'm going to okay. be in. Oxtail ra- <laughs> uh, ramen. Ramen, yeah, yeah. Oxtail ramen. Nice. Uh, uh, Hungarian goulash. 
uh, just uh, this is what I remember. This is what yeah. I tried. Yep. You know, the I tuna, usually tuna a poke bowl, and then you know, we go. and then all oh. the, the steaks, and we have chicken and fish. Obviously, uh, yeah, wow. fish actually is great too. We get uh, just a, a plug out to uh, Sally's uh, over in Newburgh, Sally's Fish Market. I don't know if uh-huh. you guys have ever been there. This place is like stepping back into like the fifties. Really? Um, yeah. It's <laughs> is a, it right on Broadway? It, it's it's off. It's a little bit off the beaten track. I forget what the street is. I just know it by heart getting sure. there. But um, it's Sal and Sal, and it's a father and son operation. Uh, the father's looks maybe to be in his eighties, <laughs> and Probably the son is in his like sixties. Because you know the, the, the hardworking people, they it, uh, preserve it, real well. You no, know, they work. Oh, yeah. They work real hard, and uh, their their quality is unbelievable. Like great stuff. Wonderful. You know, Stephen makes his own kimchi. Oh, really? Which, yeah, I actually do. Yeah. I was under the weather about uh, three weeks ago, and Stephen brought. I'm, I'm a huge kimchi fan. Yeah, yeah. Stephen brought some of his own homemade kimchi by. Okay. No, oh I, I, yeah, we, we have kimchi in the rice bowl, so I don't know if you are you are you are yeah, you marketing that? It's pulpit rock kimchi. It's just like uh, one of those uh, what is it uh, CBDs nowadays for home uh, yeah. for home consumption only. <laughs> So, so, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer into what you you are, what you eat. Uh, Italians used to say that everything you eat shows up in your face, yeah. you know, which is so much true as well. So uh, it is, if you eat healthy, and we're learning every day that uh, good steaks, good meat, fats are good for you. Now it's three, omega-3, six, and nine. And uh, if it's minimally processed, and that, that's what essentially handmade uh, means. Yep. You know, there's no preservatives, there's no coloring, there's no fillers, there's no, no caca. Uh, that means it's a good product and it's uh, good for, for you in uh, very few places. Uh, approach the restaurant just like uh, what you do, Franz, because I know enough to, to know how uh, some of the restaurants out there, they uh, do... They cut every corner oh, possible. Yeah. They, they, like I said, you see, if you see U.S. foods in the front, if you see Cisco, if you see any one of those suppliers, you know, you know the menu by heart. Yeah, I mean, it just it. To me, you know, you start with good ingredients, you're going to get a good end product. And I'm all about, you know, I when I when I cook, I cook as if I'm going to cook it for myself or my family. That's how I want to present it to my customer because otherwise, you know, if I don't want to eat it, I don't want you to eat it. <laughs> No, absolutely, and, and 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 it shows, and you do obviously things right, and uh, you know it, it's obviously pandemic hit everybody hard, and there are everybody you know like people that uh, take it, and many uh, unfortunately close their doors. But it's also just like I said, it's uh, almost like a natural selection. While everybody is crying and whining how difficult it is, you picking up steam, and you actually running stronger than ever. Yeah, I mean we're, we're, we've had a we've had a great. Uh past i guess six six months now since we were able to to, to serve again i mean we, with uh, uh craft 47 we kept going with the takeout mm-hmm. meals during that that period which uh i think i worked harder than ever and you know but uh but you know thank god everything's kind of moving in the right direction yeah now. it seems uh, slowly but surely it's 75 uh, percent now uh, i'm sure it's not going to be long before it's 100 yeah. percent and it's just not now you're going to be busier than ever now <laughs> well yeah i mean i ho- hope so and i mean I don't know. Some people Legoland is controversial, I guess, if it still is, but that's uh, it'll be opening soon too. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that affects Goshen and the surrounding area. Well, there are uh, tendency for more restaurants to come in. Uh, yep. I think uh, 
And that's essentially what's probably going to do it. a lot of uh, people with the different kind of approach probably going to weed out uh, the weak and uh, frozen and parboiled <laughs> desserts, <laughs> 30 seconds desserts in a microwave, you know. So, but that that's the only, and you know what I noticed, people do start uh, eat a little differently. And um, now in, in a sort of, uh, in a world of craft beers and everything is hand done and everybody is self, more self-conscious, people mm-hmm. do appreciate the quality. Uh, people, um, we've been selling meat for uh, for over 12 years uh, in Florida, but uh, wow. way over 20 years when we started uh, originally in Warwick. And I have to tell you that people do appreciate uh, quality. They are uh, ready uh, to pay. Just like, you know, everybody know uh, coffee. You, you take coffee, you take beers, you take uh, many different products, and it becomes uh, the, the region-specific and terror almost like, just like wine and uh, coffee from a particular uh, region of the world, from particular uh, climate, elevation, same uh, goes for beef. So this is why uh, Sam's Meat Definitely. is uh, bringing you different varieties. We started with Kagoshima Wagyu last week, we're doing Miyazaki this week. Uh, we uh, would like to give you choices, let you try, and it doesn't have to be a lot. It, 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 uh, we had four people of us, we had the, uh, last night... Uh, Slightly over a pound, like maybe a pound and a half of Wagyu, I couldn't finish. Uh, yeah, that's we couldn't a, eat it. Wow. It's so rich. Wow. It's, it's very filling because it's so rich. And as you had explained to me, Stephen, which I, I think you know, a lot of your listeners really need to know, uh, it's fatty. But it, it's not the you know, crazy saturated fats that, that uh, typically you know, remain solid at human body temperature. As you pointed out to me, and I tried this experiment, you put your finger on the Wagyu, give it 10 seconds, look at your finger, it's rendered to oil, yep. which means that our systems can utilize it better and uh, we metabolize those omegas from it. It's monounsaturated it's so fatty us. acids to be specific, like 70%, close to 70% of Wagyu fat is uh, oleic acid. Man. And that is the compound that essentially omega three and six. Sure. And it helps with the coronary, uh, you know, maintaining a healthy heart uh, and everything else. So uh, it is good, in other words. And you don't have to uh, get a lot of it. I got, uh, once we put uh, those specials, we, we advertise and we put them online. Uh, sometimes uh, people uh, get back to me and say, well, it's still uh, overrated and overpriced. Overpriced, highly priced, I agree. And this is why we way, went out of our way to try to cut middlemans and uh, resellers and we go directly to the source. All the shipments coming uh, straight out of Japan and uh, with the certificate, with the nose print, with the 100% traceability. And this is what allows us to offer 40 to 60% less than normally you would find it in uh, closest competitor. And that's as far as the high uh, prices. Those high prices uh, are justified, though, because of the uh, farming methods, the uh, feeding uh, regime and rations. Those are stricter than racing horses. Mm -hmm. And uh, the scarceness of the product, the quality, the taste of it. And you also have to remember that uh, usually a pound is enough uh, for... uh, for for adults to to sample and and try and it's very very filling because it's so rich just like you know like wine sometimes the the ones that you can chug by the gallons 
and, and the ones that you have concentrated, very powerful. You have two sips and it fills you up and yeah. it's uh, essentially you feel like... Qual quality, not quantity. Here we go. <laughs> so, but as far as the uh, high price, I think we found the way to curb it. We found the way to bring it down. So we're trying to bring it uh, just like we did with the USDA Prime. We're trying to used to be only, you know, 2% of meat. And those actually... Uh, Uh, qualify as USDA prime uh, on domestically produced beef. And that normally would be very, very difficult to find. And a lot of people can have an uh, outside like uh, high st uh, and steakhouses, they didn't have a chance to buy it or even sample it. Yeah, no, it was very difficult to get. I mean, that's when, when I, when I you know, found out about you and was able to, to get prime meats from you I, I, and, 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 and a, at, a, at a reasonable price that I don't have to charge exorbitant prices Absolutely. to my customers. So you're passing the same savings to the customer yes, yep. and they're getting the top of the line, best of the best product. Yep. And uh, you know, and it's so true about how uh, these things, we, now we're working directly with the farms and when we, currently we carry uh, farm-raised pork that we have uh, three different heritage breeds. We have Chester White, we have Berkshire, also known as Kurobata, and we have Duroc. Uh, so those I'm telling you, uh, Franz, you know, like I'm, I'm a foodie, uh, yeah, yeah. just like I cook for my family. Sure. And uh, I, before I maybe ate the pork maybe three, four times a year, only because it just doesn't quite uh, resonate. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't fill you up. Doesn't, you, you're still unsatisfied. You know, like mm -hmm. you get out of the table, you're full, but you're not, you're not satisfied. satisfied yeah. That's exactly uh, the feeling. Now this one, it tastes like the pork supposed to be it smells like the pork supposed to and i i was actually in the last two weeks i probably had a year worth of uh, pork dinners <laughs> because uh, you know i come back and i'm totally satisfied it's really really great product which unfortunately we start uh, talking and i remember somebody said well you know what the, the meats that you uh, sell you can't buy in a supermarket and it's very very true the supermarket don't carry it and i'm actually thinking that anybody who is younger than 35, probably haven't, haven't tried or tasted the real pork. The real pork, like it's supposed to be. Like European counterparts yeah. and, and a farm-raised animal, three to 400, 400% uh, fattier. You know, so it's, anyway, we're getting into the little technicalities <laughs> of, of the food business. Uh, I'd like to, go, to get back to that uh, cocktail uh, concoction, which we're gonna do right after the break. Sam's Mead Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is Tom Fursey. Sing along and relive the memories of the 1980s on The Magic of the 80s. Saturday night, starting at 6 on WTBQ, playing the best music. Magic of the 80s. 
Hi, this is John Stein, host of the Hootenanny Cafe, inviting you to join me every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, 93.5 FM or WTBQ.com, for the best in folk music anywhere. WGHT Pompton Lakes, your community radio station since 1969. WTBQ, Warwick, And we're back with Free Speech Show uh, here in the studio with you, uh, me, Stephen, Jay, and Franz. And uh, we're having a good time uh, discussing food and uh, drinks. And uh, also, I would like to throw in a mix uh, some of the maybe trivia. Uh, for the chance to Great win uh, gift certificates, uh, which we always do, we sponsor. And um, uh, Franz, I think you can ask a question, and I'll ask the question. Okay, so so the question would be, uh, what was the names, there were two, as, as I can recall recently, uh, of the uh, pharmacies that were located in, pharmacy, kitchen, and bar. So we had two different pharmacies going back over the last, I guess, 50 years, Um what were the names? And the most recent one closed no more than uh, two or three years ago. Uh, right? Closed about, uh, I think it's two years ago now. Two years ago. Okay, so that should be uh, recent enough. Uh, there's a recent history and ancient history, obviously. Right. So we can, <laughs> even one uh, right answer would, uh, we're going to count as a correct, even though we would prefer uh, two names of the pharmacist that uh, currently pharmacy, restaurant, and a kitchen bar is located at. And from uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse, I'd like to ask, uh, I think we had this question before, and the most predominant uh, contributor to a USDA prime grade breed of uh, cattle in the States, domestic cattle, is Angus beef. And despite this as uh, red and black Angus, the predecessor to uh, our uh, Angus beef uh, was a breed that we call Angus now, but it does have a, a full... Uh, proper name, what kind of Angus, and why is it called this way? It comes out of, uh, I think its homeland is uh, Scotland, northern part of it. So it is blah, blah, Angus. So I would like to hear why, and we already answered why it's uh, this particular Angus. But what does that mean, and what is the proper name, uh, full name for the Angus breed? So uh, the phone uh, to the studio is 845-651-1110. So if you do have an answer, please give us a call for a chance to win a gift certificate to Sam's Meat Warehouse or Pharmacy, Pharmacy. K- Kitchen and Bar. Yep. And Craft 47. So 845-651-1110. So uh, in the meantime, I think we can go back and uh, just uh, start maybe inventing another drink. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you, I'd asked earlier about your most popular cocktail, but also what's your most popular just dish? At, at pharmacy, uh, well, the steaks steaks are the the uh, the well, winner. Yeah, we sell a lot of steaks fillet from fillet. we have everything from uh, you know from fillet mignon, uh, ribeye, New York strip, and uh, you know we're running the special with the tomahawks, tomahawks, which is, yeah. which is by the way oh. that's a steak to share. Uh, yes, I don't yes. know how you market. Yeah, we're them, marketing it for two. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, yeah. because that's that's a certainly steak. It's very presentable. It's very showy. It's a great plate coverage. And once again, I don't know any other place uh, around here in Orange County that you can do it on an open fire grill. Yeah, no, I don't. No, nobody's doing it. I don't think. Wow, that's great. So on an open wood fired grill, the tomahawk, tomahawk steak. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Just... and it comes out. It's it's yeah. We're doing it for two, so you get a choice of two different sauces or butters. We do butter and uh-huh. sauce, and then two different sides. So. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty cool meal, and and I mean it's it's huge. It I is mean, huge. How do you uh, plate that? I we mean, have I have to have I have special <laughs> plates. That I have to, you know it's a platter. You know. Now, uh, with that said, I uh, spoke to my uh, friend about a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know, like what are you doing tonight? And he said, "I'm uh, me and my father. We going out to a restaurant." Uh, he said, um, "You know," and then a couple of days ago, I said. So how was it? Where did you go? And he told me the name of the restaurant. I don't want to uh, name the restaurant. I don't want to put anybody in a hot uh, water, so to speak. But I said, what, what did you have? He said, well, we, we had a, a tomahawk. Now, I know for a fact that we are the only people currently that can carry USDA prime tomahawk. Right. It comes actually from Midwest, outside Chicago, from a single packer farm uh, that uh, actually does it. And we are an exclusive <coughs> suppliers. So I know... Uh, local meat shops that are trying to pass you and sell you a lesser grade and uh, say that it's USDA Prime, but apparently there's also restaurants. So don't be fooled by imitators. If you're really trying to uh, kind of taste and sample and you're spending money and you obviously it's a steak for two, you're trying to impress your date, restaurant-wise, pharmacy only because the other place didn't buy from us. Stephen, let me ask you a, <laughs> a, a question then. Uh, is pharmacy the only restaurant in the county that would have USDA prime tomahawk steak. Correct. It sounds like they are. Yes. Great. I, 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 I certainly, uh, with 99.9% .9 certainty, can, can say that. Great. Because I know that we are the only one. And prime is difficult to come by. Like I started saying, it's only 2% of domestically produced beef. So this is why we're going out of our way to procure, to, to build a relationship, to foster a certain mechanism uh, with, with the uh, farmers. And there are there are a lot of stickers that are used on beef, especially at grocery stores, that sound similar to USDA Prime, but they're not like Butcher's Prime or oh yeah yeah yeah. It's a, uh, they say the Butcher's Promise, Butcher's Prime. None of that means anything. This is a clever marketing ploy. No, it sure. really is. Unless USDA inspector put uh, his seal, put his uh, inspected and certified that to be a USDA Prime, all, all those claims are really uh, worthless. So if I go to um, you know, a meat supplier, a butcher shop or something. Let's say there's a, you know, a butcher store nearby and I just want to stop in and get USDA Prime. How do I demand, how do they prove that to me that they're carrying Prime, Stephen? Well, we did, oh, oh uh, wait, question. Uh, it sounds like we have a caller with uh, a answer to the trivia question. Uh, caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Emily from Warwick. Hi, Emily, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for calling in. Do you have an answer to that trivia question? Yes, I think it's Aberdeen, Angus. There you go. It is and it isn't. Uh, okay, it's Aberdeen, Angus. And uh, Emily, now it's we're going to stretch it a little bit. I'm sure you're going to come up with, with an answer. Uh, it, it is an Aberdeen, Angus, and it's called that because of? Um, because of the, the region that they were originally bred in. Correct. Um, it, it, close enough, because it, it is uh, named after the counties. Full name would be Aberdeenshire and Angus uh, yeah. counties. But uh, we have a winner. Congratulations. So uh, please stop by or stay online, and uh, Frank will tell you uh, how to claim uh, your gift certificates to Sam's Meat Warehouse. Congra Great. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, uh, so uh, we were talking about USDA. Speaking about, uh, here's another uh, good, while we're on uh, Angus subject, only 2% of uh, domestically produced beef can be uh, classified as USDA prime. 
95 plus percent of uh, Wagyu, because it's so genetically predisposed, 95% of Wagyu can actually be uh, classified as USDA prime or higher. Interesting. Now, they also measure, uh, it says, uh, marbling, I think it's a uh, MBS uh, scale. It's it, Essentially, it's a scale of uh, how saturated the meat is mar- right. uh, with marbling, with the, that intramuscular fat. Intramuscular fat, exactly. So with that said, there's a the scale from 1 to 12. 12 being utmost and one being almost non-existent. And uh, the USDA prime, it's usually right about uh, four. Uh, when uh, we sell Wagyu, last week's Wagyu were all in a nine plus uh, range. The Angus beef cannot reach, it's uh, averages just about two and cannot grow over, fi- over four or five. Really? Of, on BMS scale, yeah. Interesting. Now, do they? Does the scale apply differently to like Hereford or you know no, another? No, it's breed? the same. It's, it, it is the, the same. The, okay. the, uh, Angus being the most closest, the most genetically predisposed to 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 produce that marbling, that beautiful marbling, and but unfortunately, like I said, it it takes a special kind of genetic, special animal, right? And it just right. takes that special spark because Japanese wagyu <clears throat> by itself wasn't that marbled until it was actually interbred with the with Angus beef. Very interesting. So the Wagyu and the Angus are interbred? Is that? That's correct. Okay. Uh, interesting. An interesting fact, I think, uh, uh, all the way up until 1868, uh, uh, the uh, beef was not allowed to be eaten in, uh, in Japan. And wow. uh, thus, it only has been utilized as a beast of burden. The, the animals that were either plowing or pulling mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and from 1868, that ban was lifted, uh, the, which also led to introduction to Japan, uh, about 2,500 uh, heads of cattle uh, of different breeds, Angus including. And from the 1870s to 1910s, that interbreeding, that produced uh, what we know today as Wagyu, Wagyu cattle. Wow. And uh, in 1911, that was practice was absolutely stopped. I think in the right moment because uh, they didn't water down the, the genes. And what we have today is very expensive, uh, but very, once again, decadent product that you don't need a lot to buy to require. And once again, we're running amazing specials, really amazing specials that I advise everybody to take advantage of. So we still have uh, another unanswered question, another chance to win. It's very recent history, which seems to be, uh, I don't know, people, I guess, are not that uh, interested. <laughs> it's just not, you know, more recent history, albeit still history, if somebody is kind of a recent transplant to an area, they're not going to know it. Uh, was The other question was, in Goshen, New York, right. the At, site of your restaurant, right, Pharmacy. 62 West Main Street, what was the name of the pharmacy that was that was there previous to uh, Pharmacy Kitchen and Bar. And I'm sure there's people that actually filled uh, their prescriptions there as recent as two and a half, three years ago. Sure, yeah. That, that is what we actually uh, always see on, uh, on our show, that uh, you know, the recent history, uh, we, we, I think we had a question uh, regarding what was the store right here in, Mil- in downtown Warwick. Yeah. And the sign is still there. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> what, what butcher? Yeah, what meat yeah. market? Sure, and the yeah. sign is still there. People going and buy it uh, every day, and it it was just like a dead silence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so. it's, it's really amazing. And you know, you would think a town with <clears throat> such a um, 
an active historical society would be able to foment a, a little more interest in even recent history. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to occur that much. It's kind of strange. But, you know, maybe uh, that will change in the future. But, uh, you know, well, maybe instead of joining, uh, you know, the, the social club that the historical societies has become, uh, maybe it makes more sense to come to pharmacy, have a drink, and just look <laughs> around on the, sh- on, on the walls, That's and uh, you, you would uh, learn and find that that place with a very rich history, once again, dating to 1861. Yeah, seven years before the cattle uh, were Maybe we should ask, uh, how old is uh, that building uh, today? That that's that's so, like a, a math, math question. Math question. <laughs> so anyone with a calculator on your phone, please call in. You know, I love that you repurposed things from the uh, previous pharmacy yeah. to your restaurant. Um, not just the stylings, but <clears throat> the actual hard goods from the restaurant. Yeah. It sounds re- uh, from the pharmacy. Yeah, rather. from the pharmacy. Yeah, I mean, it, w- it was a treasure trove. The they had left. From I mean, this stuff is really like hundred hundred years old. Or you know, the bottles are real antiques, and the scales and so forth that they left uh, was it was upstairs in the pharmacy, which was not being utilized more than just a storage oh, area. That's cool. So they left all these items for us, and you know, we we took them and now upstairs. That, that's a private room. If uh, wish so, yeah, somebody wishes to, yeah, yeah, we have a, we have an upstairs room which is uh, we use for. Uh, private parties and also on the weekends we're using it now uh, for general seating when we're not having a private party. Um, actually this week on uh, Thursday we're doing a uh, wine dinner, uh, Orrin Swift uh, wine dinner. Uh, so nice. that's going to be a four course dinner with four different Orrin Swift wines which is uh, really a great, great uh, mm-hmm. wine. Oh, that yeah. sounds nice in itself. Yeah. If you need postcards with pictures of the pharmacy from beforehand, <laughs> there, there are postcard mavens yeah, right here yeah. in Warwick who can hook you up, yeah. I'm sure. Um, the, this wine dinner, wh- when is that again? That's on uh, Thursday night, 6.30, we're having the wine dinner, yeah. Yeah. Is this a regular thing with pharmacies? Uh, yeah, we do. We do do wine dinners. We actually about, uh, we do we did a uh, bourbon dinner a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so boy. We, cool. we, yeah, we do dinners on a regular basis, which if you go to, uh, you go to our website, uh, you can click the link to make reservations and you'll find, uh, you know, our events there. Yeah. That no, it's amazing well. how how uh, well and frequently you guys reinvent yourself because there are some local restaurants. Then uh, they get one thing right, and then three years down the road, it's still the same menu. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what it is. That you know, it's like it's just like in nature. If it's not constantly moving and finding something new, it just dies. Yeah, you have to keep keep reinventing 100%. a little bit. You know. Nothing crazy, just do change no, very, things up a little bit, you know. Yeah, and it's very kind of uh, unusual, unheard of, uh, almost like it's it's a different radical approach. It's it's an it's a norm for big urban uh, cities like New York City, but uh, in in Goshen and Warwick, we mostly still, like I said, we go by this main street, we see Cisco trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Franz, one quick thing. Um, do you find yourself establishing standby dishes and drinks as a result of people asking for them, even when you're constantly changing the menu? Uh, yeah, I mean we have our we have our standards that we keep. That okay, people good. some some things you can like you know some things you can't really change because people yeah, they, they come they back come and, back and come it. back for that. You know, like Nina and I had uh, you know some dishes that were on the menu for almost twenty years because. People were we would be up and I knew they'd be up in arms, you know, because they're regulars. They come there all the time and ask for that same dish, you know, time after time after time. 
So uh, you have to kind of work around those things, which you know would be, you know, people would be mad at you for, for taking away. You, after a while, something, if you try something that is that perfectly executed, in other words, nailed, uh, you have cravings for it. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you absolutely. can uh, wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, gosh, I want to go to France for that uh, oxtail ramen. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, one, <laughs> the one dish, actually, we have this, uh, it's called Cajun chicken penne, which was on the Nina menu, which I actually serve at Craft 47, not at pharmacy, but uh, was one of the simplest dishes that I ever came up with, and people just love it, and I can't get rid of it. Do you have any <laughs> uh, like formal culinary experience, or that's just love of uh, what Yeah, no, I went, to, I went to culinary school in Manhattan. I went to, it was called Peter Comes Back in the Day. Now it's called Institute for Culinary Education. I went there, you know, a little bit more than 20 years ago, worked in Manhattan uh, for a bit, and then, uh, then I opened up uh, wow. Nina, yeah. Well, thank you. I, I certainly uh, think it's a great asset to the community. It certainly puts a smile on my face when I, uh, you know, have that kind of experience. And thank you for coming to the program today. Thank you and for having being me. And our guest today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Franz. Thank you. Thank you.